We're back. This is Chunky Glasses, the podcast. Uh, you're listening to episode number 69. Um, there were some technical difficulties in the last episode, so that was down for a little bit on Wednesday. Uh, it is now back up, back in iTunes, back on Stitcher, back everywhere you can possibly get it. Uh, so apologize for that, but it's all fixed. So check it out if you like to hear us talk about metal and or fish. Um In this episode, though, uh, we're going to be talking about house shows, uh, specifically uh, one person in the D.C. area who has sort of uh, become the epicenter of of organizing these house shows. Now, now house shows are are nothing new. They've been going on for a long time, uh, and neither is uh, do-it-yourself or, as you're going to hear, a do-it-together movement. Uh, These are... these things are not new, uh, and in D.C. specifically, they harken back to the old uh, punk days, uh, Fugazi, Minor Threat, and whatnot. Um, what is new, I think, is a level of organization, and that, and that has been achieved uh, in no small part through the efforts of one Alex Tabluff. Uh He lives at a venue called the Paper House, uh, or a house called the Paper House. Um, he is in a band called Paper House. Uh, so as a musician, he said, you know, it would be great if we started putting on these shows and then they worked. And he said, you know, it would be even better if lots of people started putting on these shows. And so they have. Uh, there are some that are more permanent, like uh, the Rocket Ship. Um, there is Paper House, uh, a few others. Uh, there are some that are simply like one night stands. You just show up have a house show done um regardless uh it's been fascinating to watch and to see how uh it has enabled smaller bands uh to uh regardless whether or not they get booked at a venue in town to get out and be able to create their art in front of people because that's what's really important uh so uh we traveled over to the paper house uh this is our conversation with alex from the porch of the paper house uh, here we go. This is episode number 69 of Chunky Glasses, the podcast with Alex Tabluff. It happens here, and it finishes here. Two men enter, one man Nearly a two-word review just a shit sandwich. That right there, he is a wonderful power. Sitting here at the paper house with Alex, drinking a few beers. How's it going, Alex? It's going well. Uh, we've been trying to make this happen a while, actually. Yes, we have. Uh, a couple months, I think, but uh, finally happened. We're here, man. On the, here. And outside, which is amazing. It's beautiful out. It's fucking... Uh, beautiful D.C. One Best of time of the year in D.C. Last, oh probably spring days here yeah. in D.C. The swamp, the swamp is coming. I'm not ready to say it yet. No. Yeah. It'll happen, though, I don't man. believe it. It'll happen. Don't worry about it. Uh, <laughs> I feel like... We could probably sit down with you for talk about like five different things for a good long while. 
I think today maybe we'll start just with like the paper house itself. Sure. Um, there's a house show scene that uh, I I don't know if you would put it as like you're sort of res- like sort of responsible for how it's been like sort of blossoming lately and stuff, but this particular house I think gained notoriety first. Like, yeah, I, you know, there's been people doing this for a long time. I don't I wouldn't say that we I mean, we helped try to facilitate other people that yeah, do it. Yeah. That actually yeah. was part of what we wanted to do mm-hmm. was to show other people that they could do it because having one place is not necessarily healthy for the people who run it. No. Nor is it healthy yeah. for the community. No. You know, the more people that are out there, there's just so many bands in DC that one place isn't enough even to handle the good bands that are here. Forget about the great bands. Yeah. Uh, and I think that, uh, you know, what you're seeing right now is just people came to places like here or Paper Sun or mm-hmm. years ago, the church or mm-hmm. Kansas House and saw what you can do. And now they're doing it. And yeah. I guess I have personally, like, definitely said to people, why don't you do it? Right. I've yeah. asked that question on many points. But, you know, all I try to do is just show that it can be done and then say, hey, why don't you do it yourself? Because, I mean, it's a, it's a long, long, long tradition in, like, hardcore, especially, yeah. like, in D.C. I mean, and I grew up in the D.C. area, yeah, so and you I grew was up in well the aware of it. I mean, that sure. is definitely where this idea first right. came Right, and, and, like, I think originally it was, it was more because there just was nowhere to, else to play because there was no uh, necessarily audience for that music sure. at the time. Uh, and now I think what we're seeing is... Uh, coming through here, coming through other houses over at the Alamo last weekend. Yeah, it's um, a great spot. It is a great spot. Um, you're seeing a lot of, uh, I guess you could put it as indie rock, but a lot more diverse stuff like coming through. Definitely. I mean, we've had everything from like, experimental Eastern European classical mm-hmm. to, you know, free jazz and noise and yeah, rock. Yeah, yeah. And I think recently we've been. Definitely more focused on, you could call it indie rock. Definitely more focused, particularly on touring bands that I really like. That right. Tend to be, I guess, more rock bands recently. Yeah. And that's been that way actually for the past year. And part of that is just like, now I'm finding because Paper House, uh, the band plays a whole lot of shows uh, out of town. I mean, last year we did like a hundred shows yeah. or something. Oh, wow. Um, and, or at least, oh, yeah, probably 90 shows, actually. You guys so, were out for a good bit. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we did 60 days sh- straight, or more than 60 days straight. Mm-hmm. We did 60 dates straight. And then, well, anyways, uh, more importantly, uh, I guess I was able to really see a lot. Mm-hmm. And in our world, we're mostly playing with those kinds of bands. So now I feel like a lot of the bands that I'm bringing in that are touring bands tend to be bands we've either played with or I became aware of on tour or just from like even just like looking up places to play and finding bands yeah um but you know I'm open to anything we're doing a show with Capital Bop here uh I believe it's going to be June uh 15th and that's going to be sort of a preview for the DC Jazz Fest that yeah uh they're doing with I'm helping them out with DC DIT which is my crew uh is helping promote the show and get the word out i mean jazz is awesome in dc yeah, so yeah i'm very happy to help help spread the word on something i, mean, that I think j- is a powerful j- music jazz hip-hop uh any variety i mean it, it is a, it is 
I don't want to say becoming hip- because it's been for well, a while. Hip hop's coming up. Hip hop was a little weak here for a little while. For a little while, but yeah. it's, it's 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 definitely getting better. There's a guy I really like Ross Nebu. He's actually a mm-hmm. Petworth guy. I really like a lot. And there's a few others, uh, but jazz the tradition is. I think significantly stronger, yeah. And I think it's always been a great place for jazz. Yeah, and and I mean, those are you, what is it like Blues Alley now? Bohemian Caverns are the more traditional venues you can sure, see that in yeah. HR fifty seven, uh, yeah. which is uh, down on H Street Twins, now. Yeah, um, but it, you, I mean, I like Twins a lot. Yeah. Huh? So I like Twins a lot. Yeah, it's yeah. Really chill. Um, I mean, do you see that moving more into, like you said, you're doing thing for the Capital Bob thing here? Do you see that more moving into the house show scene? Yeah, I'd like mm-hmm. to mix things up more. I mean, the shows that I really yeah. like have been more diverse. I mean, even in the rock realm, I like putting a band that maybe is a little bluesier with a band that's more punk influence uh-huh. and then another band that's just really experimental. I mean, I don't... So making I, a mixed bill in a single night rather than just yeah, saying, oh, okay, absolutely. tonight's just indie just, rock night. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think maybe it's a result of just having access to so much music sure. now. Yeah. But I just get bored when all the bands are the same sort of style at a yeah. show. Mm-hmm. I can't handle yeah. more than three bands in the same style in a night. I'll just leave. It makes it a little more fun somebody coming that they're like, okay, well, I'm gonna I'm coming maybe for that band, but I'm gonna hear something else. Yeah, I want to push outside people, of man. that zone. Yeah. This maybe. Even going to take me out of my comfort zone, maybe. If there's anything that yeah. I can do, that's what I hope to do with people. <laughs> that's that's yeah. really like push them a little bit and yeah. maybe open some minds to some music they wouldn't have considered or listened to on their own. Sure, yeah. sure. When um, do you think, if you if you can remember, like at, at what point were you like it, it? The light bulb just went off. You just said. You know what? We can do this. We have this house here. The second I walked into this house, the second you walked into the house, yeah. yeah. I mean, there's no wall yeah. between the kitchen right. and the living room. Yeah. I walked in and said, "Holy shit!" How long ago was that? We could do. We we. This is a place we don't. Oh god, almost four years ago now. Yeah. yeah. Um, it was like I said to Eduardo, who's with in Paper House and used to live here at the Paper House. Um, he, uh, I said to him, like, "Man, this place is big enough that." not only can we practice here, but we can probably do some shows here. And I still didn't know that much about what was going on. I I was aware of certain places like Paper Sun, but uh, I didn't... I mean, there weren't as anywhere near as many places as there are now back then either. I mean, the past year has been crazy. Honestly, I never would have ever imagined there'd be this venue that use. It's out of control. It, it, it is yeah. a little actually out of control. <laughs> it's really crazy. Uh, so, well, and that's something actually I want to get to uh, eventually. But so, I mean, you, w- when you were doing these first shows here, like, was it immediately a lock in? Like, I know what I'm doing. I got a feel for this. No. Was it? It was just not at all. Just throw it at the yeah. wall, see what happens. Lots of mistakes. Yeah. yeah. Learn by doing. Yeah. yeah. The worst <laughs> thing. I mean, you know, I at the beginning I hadn't had really any experience in a touring band myself. Paper House is, I mean, Paper House the band's been around for a long time. We've been called Paper House for seven years, so that was a lot. That was long before the venue existed. Um, and I've been playing with Eduardo for like thirteen years actually. Yeah. Um, so oh, wow. been called Paper House. So yeah, I guess three years before the venue started. That's why I was called the Paper House. Right. We had house in our name. It was simple and slightly lazy, sense. and it and yeah. it yeah. and it worked. Uh, so, yeah, I, I guess the biggest thing, the biggest mistake I made was not being aware of just how important taking donations was. Yeah. You know, and I remember there was one night I got really drunk and I just really slacked on it. It was kind of a chaotic night. Like the, head, the band that was headlining, the singer got 
sick. So I was dealing with that yeah. and trying to get him feeling better. Just like all sorts of shit just kept happening. And by the time the end, I was like, oh, shit, I didn't take donations. And this guy, Bob Dodo, who's just an unbelievable songwriter uh, from the D.C. area originally. Mm-hmm. He's in New York now. He used to be in a band called um, S Process. Okay. And, uh, God, man, I just respect this dude's art so much. And I felt horrible. I had no money at the end of the night. I was just like, oh, shit. And that was kind of that wake-up call. And then mm-hmm. immediately after that, we went on our first tour. And that was in my mind the whole time, like, oh, man, how would I feel in that situation? Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. And people don't realize just how hard it is on the road. I mean, if you break even, you're happy. Yeah. Yeah. You know? It's, uh, especially if you're a band, like, at your level even. Like, it's just, it, it, yeah. At any level, and, man, unless you start, unless you have, like, a real serious support system or mm-hmm. a really extensive fan base. Like, I mean, if you don't have a booking agent who can get you guarantees or you're not so established that somehow you can get guarantees on yourself, it's just it's just going to be rough, man. You really are depending on people to come through and help out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I actually talked to uh, David Wax about a month or so ago, and he was saying the same thing a little differently. He's, it's actually, like, family members in all these cities or, like, ex-bandmates, and they... They they did a lot of house shows in D.C. before getting like to the level that they are now, and uh, same thing. He was like, you you can't do this without a support system. I mean, do you see these house shows like how is the culture outside of D.C. for all this stuff? Uh, there are places where it's better. I mean, as far as alternative venues, mm-hmm. you know, Brooklyn has been a place that's just constant. It's amazing to see, but there's mm-hmm. so much there, and there's so many people who are there just for music mm-hmm. there's always people there to make it happen you know places like dc are a lot harder because we don't have as much space for yeah. art and it's definitely a city where especially the further south you go the more sort of insular and narrow-minded people are um and they're just not even it's not that they don't care they just aren't even aware yeah. of any of this no um, no yeah, and so that makes it hard. Not that New York doesn't have that situation as well. There's just right. so, so much many, more. So many more people, yeah. Exactly. And there's definitely places where there's traditions of this, like Bloomington, Indiana is a place that mm. like has always had tradition of good house venues. And I'm trying to think of where else. I mean, in particular, I mean, when I was up in the Pacific Northwest, I just didn't know about them. But when I got up there, there's tons of places that just keep on... Yeah, popping up yeah. in Olympia and Portland and Seattle. Um, I know Madison has a few yeah, yeah. really good ones. Madison, uh, there. Yeah. yeah, all those Big Ten college yeah, towns, towns yeah. tend to have, <laughs> you know, outside of maybe I don't know about Penn State, but yeah. you know, places like Ann Arbor and Bloomington, Indiana, yeah. and Columbus. Yeah. Uh, the Columbus, I'm not sure where it's at. It seems like a pretty. Um, we played there, and we've had some had a really really amazing show mm-hmm. and a really really shitty show yeah, yeah. so uh but the house we played was awesome yeah uh, the the clubs seem like they're pretty shitty yeah so. yeah are the houses here the house show as it grows are you guys starting to sort of s- support each other in a way oh hell yeah we're yeah. actually putting together a festival right now called infest it's gonna oh, be okay. uh, july 31st through august 3rd okay and pretty much i, th- I think most of the house venues in town are Wow. Involved. And so literally Saturday during the day, like every house venue in town is going to be putting on a show at the same time. Oh, wow. Um, so just with exception, house to house. Right. Yeah. Except Friday, there's going to be the dugout and hole in the sky art show and music uh-huh. show, obviously the mm-hmm. dugout. 
Um, and then Thursday, there's going to be some activities at La Monstre Collective and La Monstra, which is the place next door. And then Sunday during the day, we're going to have like a barbecue day show at the Paper House. Right. Okay. And then Sunday night, there's going to be a secret show, undisclosed nice. at the moment. Okay. Uh, and then the big event is Saturday night. After all the house, most or most of the houses do their show Saturday during the day. It's going to be a big show at St. Stephen's Church. Yeah. Okay. Um, Every like everyone can kind of come together there then. Yep. Yeah. I'm pretty damn excited for it. That's I think awesome. it's pretty awesome. And so I mean, even even yesterday I was working with, yeah. um, I don't know if you know about Homestage, but mm-hmm. Nick Dupre's Absolutely. doing awesome yeah. things. And uh, I was, you know, emailing with Nick and um, uh, Zach over at the Jam Jar. Yeah. And we were editing. We have this huge document of just all the houses, all the contact, contact info. So there's a level of organization now emerging mm-hmm. that is really fascinating to me too and you think you, know, that, you think that's just dc maybe that's actually putting being put towards something that actually helps the community yeah rather yeah. than destroys it <laughs> yeah. yeah 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 i mean type a awesome. personalities yeah yeah <laughs> because it is i mean if if i uh i lived in richmond for about a decade okay and uh a lot of my friends were in hardcore bands there and you would have like these smaller house shows there was no organization it was just yeah. like tinks having a house show his band's playing three other bands are playing shit's probably gonna get broken yeah it's definitely and, becoming organized too. yeah and, and here yeah it is organized we went to the alamo uh you know they were just like very everything was like organized had the soundboard set i mean it was just it felt like almost like an actual venue like one that you would want to go to to see um it just felt special that makes yeah i mean there's definitely and that's something that's learned and i you know i hope if there's anything that i could because like i've seen i've played in plenty of really shit house venues yeah you know like you don't want to use that bathroom you know yeah and then i've also you know like here i wanted this to be a place where people really felt comfortable Mm -hmm. you Mm -hmm. know so i've definitely made a very strong conscious effort to make this feel smooth i don't know about professional i don't want it to feel like it's like a club or something in any way shape or form but definitely where it runs right. smooth and works well. Now, do you would I know you booked at the Dunes for a while, which is yeah. alternative space. I mean, are you against booking at clubs? Like, is is this a like? No, not at all. Is... I mean, I think guys like, in fact, you know, Steve Lambert is a dude who gets a mm-hmm. lot of shit. That guy books a ton of local bands. He actually, and I mean, I've talked to him before. He's really aware mm-hmm. of who's good, yeah, who's not, mm-hmm. like who's really worth booking. He'll bring people. I mean, that's the difference, though. Is that like for him? You know, it's a business. <laughs> yeah. And because because of that, he has to, t- like, it, it'd be, I think, very unrealistic to, for him to, or to, like, expect him to somehow not take into account how many people you can bring. Yeah. But he definitely took chances on Paper House yeah. early on when he had no idea how many people we could bring, but he just liked our music. And this, I'm talking, like, seven years ago. Yeah. You know, when we started playing in D.C., we were based out of College Park. All of us were at University of Maryland, uh, that particular lineup of Paper House at the time. Um, so this is, yeah, seven years ago. And he took chances on us. And, I, you know, I don't know. People like to hate on him when he doesn't book their bands. But I think you got to look at the wider picture outside of your world and realize mm-hmm. he's doing way more to book local music than at least I would expect out of a local booker. I actually yeah, yeah. think he's doing okay. a great job. Yeah, and I think especially at the Red Palace, 
the Red Palace was awesome. That was that was for my money the best venue. I think everyone was in agreement. The sound was awesome. It felt great. The bar was away from the stage. Just so nice. You want to go talk? Go over there. Yeah. This is where people stand who really want to listen to. Yeah. Or go downstairs. Yeah. That that was that was the or go downstairs. You know. Yeah, you still hear the thump of the kick drum, but yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, Rock and Roll Hotel is a little loud, and definitely doesn't have that comfy feeling that Red Palace did. Um, Black Cat, I mean, I really, the backstage sounds awesome. Yeah. yeah, uh, yeah I don't backstage. think the main stage sounds good. It's, got, it's gotten better. The backstage has gotten better. Yeah. That's, See, he, he has a problem with the uh, main stage. I'm, I'm okay with it. I mean, yeah, I don't ceiling, like it. The ceiling's too low. I do not. Yeah, no, it is. And <laughs> the, the ceiling's too low. I think yeah. the main stage sounds like shit. Yeah. I like going there for the shows. Yeah. I like the character yeah. of the Black Cat, but I think yeah. the backstage actually sounds significantly mm. better yeah, than the main stage. Because the ceiling's so much higher. Yeah, just you can get that. They also changed their board. Which, oh, they did. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I've noticed since they went to a digital board, I've noticed a big difference. Yeah. yeah. Um, and DC9 definitely sounds better than it used to. I think they took mm-hmm. most of the gear that was at Red Palace and brought it to DC9. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that, 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 that made a big made, difference. It's yeah. funny, yeah. too, because DC9 feels most like a house because it's just you walk upstairs and That's, it's just like, yeah. here you are. You're right yeah. in front of people. I don't think like, any of them feel like a house. No. Yeah, no. Not at all. <laughs> but, you know, that is that is what it is. I mean, it's. Yeah, what do you think is the appeal to, for a house show? Like, say, uh, for somebody who, say, has never been to a house show, sure. and you were talking to them, you say, okay, you know, what, what would you say about a house show that has a sort of a different different feeling about it then? Um, I'd say, say... Say, like, DC9 or mm-hmm. Rock and Roll Hotel. Definitely a feeling yeah. of comfort. I yeah. think people come more for the music rather than just getting fucked up, which mm. I think is... A huge difference. Okay, yeah. You know, they don't just come to party; they come to like really hear some music. Um, yeah, that intimate feeling. I don't yeah. know. It's just not. There's just no way you can get that in a club unless you really put some thought into it. Sure. You know, you gotta. I mean, I've been to a couple places that are like maybe more borderline. Like this place uh, in Los Angeles, we played called Echo Country Outpost. It's just awesome. You walk in and it's so much character to it. Yeah. Um, it was. There was a backyard, basically, with ping pong tables. It just it felt like a house. <laughs> yeah. You know, I would definitely even call it like a DIY What's... venue in the sense that it was not, there was nothing there to make it feel like it was a club or a bar. It was like clearly every effort was made to make the place feel like a place of comfort and intimacy sure. Sure. rather than a place to like, you know, go just get wasted. Come and get hammered. Exactly. Yeah. What's the place that's like, it's in the middle of the country and it might even be built into an airstream. But it's supposed to be amazing because, like, you're, if you're on tour, especially going cross-country, you get literally halfway to the halfway point and you play this place. I'll have to look it up. But it's supposed, huh. to, it's supposed yeah. to be like that. It start, started in somebody's trailer, and they just sort of have built this thing around it. And it's, it's actually really high profile. What's like, it called? I can't yeah. remember. Do you know where? Yeah. Uh, no. Let me know. Just in the Great Plains somewhere. I'm booking somewhere. a tour for us for the Queen, fall. Yeah. 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 Somewhere in the Great Plains. Yeah. Um, so do you see, uh, like we, we've talked about like all, all these houses popping up now, do you see any sort of critical mass or, or uh, danger of being oversaturated, or is it just all not a this good town. Thing? The cops in D.C. tend to not care because they have more important things mm-hmm. to worry about. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, I, I don't know. I think in general they're pretty, pretty respectable mm-hmm. in the way that they've treated us, at least. I mean, I had the... I mean, I, I've had cops come here, and rarely have they ever given us a hard time. We just tell them, hey, we have people here coming to listen to music, so 
that's what's happening here. Yeah. This yeah. is not just some party, um, you know, we'll turn it down or yeah. whatever. But they've never shut us down, and I'd be surprised if wow. they did. I think it's possible, but they've never shut us down before. Um, I don't know anyone, really, who's gotten shut down. I mean, Paper Sun back in the day. I'm trying to think. I just think, you know, things are changing. I mean, mm-hmm. right now, I think people are realizing not only is it a tremendous hassle but it's a huge waste of just like our tax dollars to have cops like busting house shows and yeah, yeah. arresting people for pot i mean yeah. you know there's just certain things that it's like maybe just because of our current economic situation people are starting to reassess where is my money going right right yeah. the police? does this yeah. make sense for them to be spending time on this mm. or should they be trying to find my bike that just got stolen yeah. like yeah. or solving this murder case yeah yeah you know what i mean it's like or my camera yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what i'm saying like um i think that's that's a big uh yeah so it's, it's it's a nice change it seems to have happened and i, I really sure. respect well, that. do you think you, and as you build a, a, a sort of a people know within the community that oh this is what happens here it's cool even within the neighborhood I mean, is, does, the, yeah, neighbor, oh, does yeah. the whole neighborhood kind of know? Like the neighbors oh, are cool. There's like, house I think there's one they, or two people who probably call yeah. the cops regularly, yeah. <laughs> who <laughs> probably can't yeah. actually hear it very well at mm-hmm. all. And you know, the I had an officer come here recently. I was like, "Look, I'm just coming because these people keep calling. Mm. You know, yeah, they're probably just hanging in their house, lonely, and you know, I, yeah. I, I kind of feel bad for them. You know, sure. it's just like." It's not loud enough to really keep them up. Yeah. So yeah. I I don't know. I mean, the only people I'm really concerned about are, like, you know, the neighbors directly to the sides of me. Yeah, Those, of course. And but you've talked with them. Absolutely. And, and they're yeah. totally cool with it. They say it's not too loud. So if they say it's not too loud, I yeah. can't yeah. imagine that across the street it is. That, yeah. That'd be pretty strange. Yeah. You can hear it in the street, but once you get into a house, it's a different yeah. story. It's cool. Cool. Well... I think uh, we're running up about 25 minutes. Yeah. Okay. Um, but July, you gotta, what's the, oh, yeah, just, what's, but just to reiterate that, the in, is Infest? Infest, yeah. Just to, re, yeah, just to remind people about July that. July 31st through August 3rd. August 3rd, okay, cool. And there's somewhere online they could go to get more information on that? Yep, the website's up. Just Google Infest. You'll see it. Cool. Yeah, and then we'll put, we'll put something up on the site about it. Awesome. Uh, Sweet. Yeah, so Alex, thanks for talking. I, hopefully we'll talk more soon because I, yeah. I definitely want to, when you guys get the album out, yeah, I want to come talk about that. Yeah, Paper House has been a little dormant, um, but we have, a new, yeah. we have a new lineup, a new rhythm section, um, which I'm really excited about. So we're playing the first time in D.C. with the new lineup, May 31st nice. at... The lot at nice. Atlantic Plumbing. Yeah. 945 Florida. No, nice. Outdoors and free, my friend. Oh, I'm nice. fucking psyched for that shit. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> Output message is so good. That guy uh, yeah, yeah. put out one of the best electronic records yep. I've heard in a long That's time. It's good shit. Yeah. It's awesome. It's like really a balance of creativity and accessibility that I find rare, particularly in electronic music. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just incredibly well-crafted. Yeah. And really beautiful music and the effects man that was the i'm scared to play after those dudes they put on <laughs> they put yeah. on the best first show i've ever seen at yeah. rock hotel a couple weeks back yeah i 
I oh man. What's the name of this group? The Effects. The Effects. They've okay. all been in like bands around yeah. DC. Were great. Uh, the you know Devin Ocampo was in Medications and Farrakat. I think oh, Farrakat okay, was yeah. like the first vinyl I ever bought. Actually. Yeah. Um, uh, Matt Dowling, who's part of DCDIT with me as well, actually, he's bassist in Deleted Scenes, yeah, yeah. Band as well, and then David Rich, who's the drummer in Buildings. So, it's a okay, nice. Okay, wow. So it's like a super group. Yeah, it's pretty. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, they really it's a DC are super it's group. Nice. Fucking nuts. Yeah. They were nice. so good. Oh, nice. Cool. Everything, even the tones were already figured out. Yeah. yeah. God damn it. <laughs> We gotta practice, man. <laughs> Damn you! Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, what's the record? Well, we, we're we're getting now. the record yeah. mastered tomorrow. I don't know when the hell it's actually gonna come right, out, right. but you'll hear some music uh, yeah. in the next year at some point with a new, finally a full length album. Well, let us nice. know, and then uh, yeah, we'll come by. You come by our place. We're over in Brookland. Sounds yeah. good. So and, uh, cool. Thanks a lot, man. Awesome, hey, my man. pleasure. Appreciate Thanks for having it. me. Yeah. Hey, that was Alex. Uh, and on the porch of the paper house, actually, uh, as like I said, uh, as we were finishing, people were rolling up for a show that night. Um, so pretty active there. Uh, oh, I hope in listening to that, you learned a good bit about house shows if you didn't know already. Uh, although I'm guessing if you're listening to this, you probably did. Um, it's been exciting to watch this come up over the past few years in D.C. I mean, it's always been around, but the level of organization now is is fascinating. Um, and people are, are literally turning, like, abandoned lots, as Alex said, into into venues or places where you can go see live, live music. So, you know, wherever they can put you, uh, you you're going to have an opportunity to play. Um, also exciting is to see people who aren't really, aren't even musicians. They just love music. Uh, finding a way, offering up a home, offering up a space, but really plugging into this, and 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 doing all of this to to give artists this opportunity, uh, which is in the end is there, there's nothing but win there is absolute win. Um, so I think that's our podcast for this week. Thanks again to Alex. Uh, you can subscribe to us on iTunes if you do and like it. Uh, please rate us. I'm not sure what that'll do, but go ahead, give it a shot. Give it five stars or one star if you don't like it. You know, uh, if you know you're one of those people that left some nasty comments, uh, comment on us if you think we're uh, full of shit. You know, do whatever you got to do. Uh, but really, just thank you for listening. Um, coming up in the next few weeks, we've got a really great interview with Mother Falcon that sort of plugs into this uh, this type of discussion about uh, giving back to your scene and, and and doing it together and whatnot. I uh, got a really really great conversation with PJ Sykes. And coming up, uh, we're going to be talking to Ben Avers and, uh, and a whole lot of other people. Uh, so, yeah, it should be a fun uh, month or so. Uh, but we will see you at the beginning of the next week. We're talking about a few more albums. And uh, until then, uh, take care, everybody, and uh, see you later. Yeah.